entering the hourglass what's up guys welcome back to rachel profiling i'm back with another episode we're doing a little light-hearted more episode excuse me grammar anyways uh we're doing more of a light-hearted episode just a little chitty chat but we're still gonna you know get into the meat of it i got <laughs> i have my dear friend grace perriman with me today do you want to introduce yourself a little bit sure my name is grace perriman um, you can follow me on Instagram at Grack Music. I'm a musician, a mm. singer. Uh, I do some comedy. I love to paint. All that fun stuff. Um, I am a third semester at Berkeley. Not that you guys care. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little businessy girl. I'm trying to do some creative entrepreneurship. Yes. Um, do some performance, and that's why I'm here. I love that. Oh, that's why you're here. That's, that's why your, I'm here. Oh, I love that. I am very excited to talk to Grace because she is one of my best friends here, and we have a lot. Honestly, our conversations can go from, like, us doing bits to us talking about, you know, like, the deeper meaning of religion and what it means for us to be, you know, it's almost Christian Girl Autumn. It's almost our time. Yeah, we're getting there. We're We're, totally We're about to become too powerful. Yeah, I bust out my, um, trench coat this time of year. My my, knee-high suede boots. You know, the the suede, the suede, like, gray lace-up, like, zippers? (laughs) Those ones, those ones hit really hard. Time for me to curl my hair in those giant (laughs) curls. They're so wavy. I remember, like, looking at those curls and being like... I want to be that. I want those curls. I wanted it so bad. I want to be white so bad. Oh, my God. It was... Yeah, we can get into that another day. Anyways, Rachel's beautiful in her skin. Uh, like you. the podcast, if you agree. <laughs> um, so, Grace, why won't you watch Hocus Pocus with me? Um, that's a good question. That's my question. <laughs> I asked her, I texted in our friend group last night in our group chat, and I say, when the time comes, you are all legally obligated to watch Hocus Pocus with me. And immediately, like the fastest response I've ever gotten from Grace, I get a no. Absolutely not. And here's why. <laughs> um, Hocus Pocus... I understand it's for the fall aesthetic. The autumn aesthetic is a very valuable... The Bette Midler aesthetic. The Bette Midler, yeah. She's she's great. I like her a lot. She does she does some good music. She does some good acting. Um, Hocus Pocus, I feel, is the epitome of being a white girl in September. And I feel like... I, I did watch the movie. I'm not just doing this blindly. Um, it is so... Not my favorite movie. That's all I have to say. Okay, that was poorly explained. But <laughs> I do not like the movie. And I, oh. I couldn't tell you why. But it it's so fun. It has I put a spell on you. Okay, that was that was the highlight of the movie for sure. When that's she's like the main reason why I watch it. Mm-hmm. And, and the cat, your cat is in it, Nilla. My cat is in it. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. She let's talk about being in Boston with your cat. Grace yeah, recently Boston moved back to cat. Boston. So the way that Berkeley's working this semester is we're fully online, but a lot of people came back to Boston, I guess just for the ambiance. Yeah, <laughs> or the, or the, the landlord's binding yeah. deals. Yeah, horrible landlord situation. If you're listening to this podcast and you are in Berkeley's like overheard Facebook group, you probably heard about how this one management company has been screwing over mm-hmm. all of these like students, Mm -hmm. Berkeley apartment people. It's called Alpha Management, so don't go through them. But apparently, a quote-unquote for the article I read, a slumlord millionaire takes over over Boston and manipulates students because our expectations are a little bit lower. We're willing to pay. We have, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always income coming through us because it's either through student loans or our parents are paying for it. Mm I want to be a slum slum dog slum dog millionaire. I would like to be a an awful landlord when I grow up. Mm. I feel like I feel like the ambiance of being like I really don't care what happens to you. I feel like that's a valuable aspect. Yeah, of I wish I would pursue. be able to do that. But I don't have that quality in me, so mm. I don't think it could work out. But but then sometimes I'm like I could really be a be a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> 
on thank you next real quick and, and, and walk on, around. I put on thank you next. I'm like, yeah, I actually. It's baddie time. Did bully someone? I, did, I, never, I never bullied anyone. Um, yeah, that's the gist. I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't either. I think we were talking about Hocus Pocus. And oh, and okay. Fall. Me and Boston. Oh, yes. And my cat. Um, yes, I really like living alone. I live in a studio apartment. It's just me and my my baby girl Nilla. We share an alley. Um, we do share an alley. Um, did you hear the saxophonist this morning? No, but I love, I think it's so funny because it's like, we live in like the most Berkeley, like try, try apartment mm-hmm. sector little yeah. thing because we're right across from the school mm-hmm. and you can wake up, there's always the guy saxophoning mm-hmm. and then one time the dude was like, can you shut up? <laughs> and then he did it, and I really loved, I loved that little interaction, but continue. My favorite was this, the saxophonist this morning was just playing like this brass, like bop, ba-da-da-bop, and I was kind of throwing it back in my, in my bed. Mm-hmm. I was in a Benadryl coma all morning. Have you guys ever, if you guys have ever taken Benadryl, you know that you like, you take it and you're like, wow, I feel great. And then you're asleep for the next five hours. So that was this, that was today for me. I was given a Benadryl before my world history AP exam because that was during flu season. I slept through my world history AP exam. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I was like in the testing room. And you were like actually, oh my God. And I don't know if this is like, I won't say who, but my my teacher gave the Benadryl to me, <laughs> so because oh, I was really no. sick, so oh, I don't think they can get in trouble no. for that. But that's my Benadryl experience. Rachel's teacher was a drug pusher. Next episode, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, let's divulge a little bit. Well, I talk about how teachers need to be paid more, or else they wouldn't be drug pushers. Yes, that's true. Should I drink my water in front of the mic? That's fine. You do whatever you want. Oh God. You hear that nice swallow? Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Grace Perriman and Rachel Pack, ASMR. Crack and Rage. Crack and Rage, ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's like an extended dominance. Ba, 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 ba. Alright, I'm sorry. I don't know I, what just happened to I'm me. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I can tell you where dough is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all. That. You, all you, you, you need to know that. That's all yeah, that. all I have to do is just be like, kids, you're flat. And then I'm good. I get my teacher's degree. Mm-hmm. Bam. Kids, you're flat. Not even sharp, just flat. Then I just have to be, be there like emotionally for them, and that's pretty <laughs> much it. I just let them cry in my office. Did you ever? Did you? Did your guide? Did you have a guidance counselor at your school? We had guidance counselors, but you only really got in contact with guidance counselors if you were in trouble. So one time I had like a C in chemistry because I'm absolutely horrible when it comes to STEM. Mm. And so my mom called a parent meeting without telling anyone, mm. like, or like anyone as in me. Mm. I didn't have like any idea what was happening until I was in English and my teacher's like, hey, Rach. My English teacher, she goes, hey, Rachel, I can't make it to the meeting tomorrow. I'm sorry. And I was like, what meeting? And she goes, your mom called a parent teacher conference. And the next thing I know, I had a C. And so my mom was very concerned about my grades, and I was obviously very stressed about chemistry because I don't un- I don't understand, you know, what the biotonic polyformic things, mm. all of that. Mm. It's like 7 a.m. because school started at 8 for us. I don't know how it started for you, but we started super duper early. And so I'm sitting in a conference room with this long oblong table with every <laughs> single... I have to pay the picture awesome for detail. you. Awesome detail. <laughs> it's a grayscale room. Okay. A room I've never seen before in the building. And I'm sitting at this conference meeting with every single teacher I had that year. And I had no idea this was happening. And it's all like, 
what is happening with Rachel. They're all like emotionally concerned for mm-hmm. me because they thought something horrible had happened when really I just didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just was so confused. And my teacher was like, yeah, you're a deer in the headlights. He was kind of mean. Yeah, that's you know, kind of a weird said, thing to say to a child. He goes, <laughs> he goes um, my mom got in this argument with him. My mom is very headstrong, lovingly, which I love. But she, the reason this whole, sorry, I'm really going on a tangent here. I'm sitting in this meeting and... <laughs> My mom got in an argument with the chemistry professor. That's the reason why they were there because he goes, what is Rachel doing with her time? Is she not responsible? Why does she just not understand? I just I just didn't get the smart Asian gene when my parents adopted me. It didn't come in the package plan. So, like, STEM doesn't come that easily to me. And so I had the fine arts teachers backing me up while the chemistry professor was, like, just going at it about how I didn't understand anything was That's going so on. Awful. Right. Right. So that was really traumatizing for me. So that was kind of my extent of that's the only time I had I'm wrapping it together. The only time that I had to deal with a guidance counselor because my mom told me when they were leaving the meeting, they're like, Wow, Rachel's teachers love her. She's so nice. Because usually if guidance counselors at my school had to get involved just because the te- uh, the student was bad. Mm. Yeah. So that was that. That was a story. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I really stretched that out. I don't know out. why I brought that up. Um, but my guidance counselor at school was a woman. She wore those, like, knee-high black boots. And she had those, you know, the TikToks that make fun of, like, guidance counselors and secretaries. Yeah. She had those keys and she would... With the salad, shaking with the salad. With the salad, shaking the salad kind of thing. Yeah, exactly her. Her perfume was, like... You yeah, you know, you, you can picture... You can smell the perfume thinking about her. Um. Anyway, so she was the guidance counselor. Um. She... Uh, was not the guidance counselor to the students. So my um, my my good good friend of a teacher, we call her Mrs. T. Um, she was kind of like a guidance counselor, and like no one asked her to be. Yeah. But like I was just I don't know why I was thinking about that. But like this the stereotypical like shaking salad of a mm-hmm. of a guidance counselor. I literally don't know why that came up. No, no, it's because we were talking about the emotional availability teachers need to have. Sometimes. That's right. Yes. There's this, like, That's what I was there's this fine line of. You can't be their friend, but you need to build a community for them yes, and be there absolutely. for them. Absolutely. But that, yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how that's going to go because we were talking about that in my, I'm a music ed major. I don't know if I've mentioned that on here before. So I'm intrigued to see how that's going to work out. But didn't you go to a super duper small school? Good. Yes, I did. <laughs> my graduating class was 15 children, not 50, 15. One five. Um, one five. Uh, I was. Uh, Mine was fifteen hundred. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was a thousand, but still. Okay. Well, that's that's still massive to me. Um. Yeah. So my school is about my my class was fifteen. My whole school, uh, it was pre K through twelve, was maybe my senior year was probably like, a uh, hundred, two hundred kids. Wow. That's pre K through twelve. And then they slowly trickled out. And then yes. Yeah, so my junior year of high school, everyone basically left the school due some due to some like in problems and stuff like that. And, um, so my senior year was, like, no one left, um, and now this year, uh, they did one more year of school, and then this year they're completely shut down because of COVID happened and because everyone left, they didn't, they couldn't get enrollment up, so I hope my, um, diploma's still valid. That's, wow, <laughs> I didn't even think it is, about it is. that. <laughs> but, like, it would suck if it wouldn't be. Is that possible to, if the school shuts down, they could be, like, oh, this isn't accredited? See, that's what I'm terrified of, but I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be funny, but... No, be no. Like, I'd be like, I literally... What if I have oh, a good, like, little, like, rom-com of me going back to high school to having to redo it? You know I love rom-coms. <laughs> it's so bad, because I... You have to romanticize your life. I romanticize you everything. Romanticize your life. In my head, I'm like, what if... 
what if I fell in love with this Trader Joe's worker right now? Right now. That's, I wrote a song about that. Because it was like, it was like, I was sitting on a plane next to this guy. And I was like, um, I was like, I'm going to put my headphones on the edge of my ears so I can hear him profess his love for me (laughs) when we land. We hadn't spoken one word. Um, at the whole trip, like not even like, hi, can I sit here? It was just like pointing, like putting my luggage up here. I sit there. Oh. I you, know those, you know those airplane <laughs> points? The, window. the airplane points were like, this yeah, is, this is my seat. This is my seat. But you don't, you don't say the words. You're just like, oh, and I'm like, oop, and then yeah. you get up. <laughs> do you do the thing that everyone, like, I think girls especially do this. If you bump into someone, you go, oh, huh. I do a, oop. <laughs> it's, it's more of a, it's more of a manly, like. OOP kind of sound. Oh, I giggle. <laughs> yeah, not, not me. <laughs> it's more like a like a grunt from within. <laughs> Speaking of romanticizing mm-hmm. and rom coms, have you ever had a meet cute? Have I had a meet cute? Um, there's a good. St- I haven't had a meet cute. I have had the opposite though. <laughs> um, I was at Target. I was wearing I was wearing a little pink skirt. I look like a freaking Barbie. I'm gonna be honest. I look great. Yes. And I went up to the cashier, who was this guy who seemed to be about my age, and I think. This is going to sound like I'm such a bad person, but I think he was trying to flirt with me. Um, and he was just... I, I don't want to make... Okay, I don't even know your name, but if you hear this, I'm sorry. It's I, really funny. I doubt that um, they hear this. <laughs> um, he was like, he was like, um, just fixing up the numbers and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, numbers, 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 numbers. Numbers are so numbers. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, they are. <laughs> so that was... I think that was... I think that was my favorite thing to ever happen to me, but, but kind, of kind of the opposite of a meet cute. But I've never had a legitimate real meet cute where like you look into each other's eyes and you're like, like wow, I want to bake like a sweet potato with you. A sweet potato on like a fall afternoon. You know what I mean? Air fryer or through the oven? I'm not. I don't have an air fryer. Ooh. sorry, sorry no. about it. Get an air fryer. Are you That's Berkeley Rachel's kids jealous of Rachel's air fryer? Yeah, I'm jealous <laughs> of my air fryer. Listen, I've baked veg. I've baked Brussels sprouts, Grace, and I love mm, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. That's one of our mutual loves. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of things in common, but we also are very much the opposite person. If that makes sense. Yeah, in a weird way, we're very similar and we're very not at all. I think our humor is aligned, but mm-hmm. it's very different at the same time. It's like different. It's different. Different cuts of the same picture i feel like i feel like we have the same we have with the same resources it's all twitter and it's all tiktok and then and mine then relies a little more heavily it. on like self-deprecation and yours is a little more like character based i that's actually a really good point right yeah about it? i like to consider myself a caricature of a human being if that makes any sense can we talk about your comedic ability my oh the lack of it um Mm-mm. i Okay, <laughs> you guys made a, everyone made a mistake. So I got to college freshman year. Everyone's like, Grace, you're literally so funny. It went to my head, and here we are. Um, but you had your comedy account before. I did have my comedy account beforehand, but that was more like it was more of a finsta and all mm. in in the word. Um, now it's absolutely not that, <laughs> and I get mad when people call it that. But um, <laughs> but um, it was I've had it I've had it forever, and it was just like an outlet for me to be stupid uh, for my friends, and it just kind of grew a little bit. See, I kind of just merged that all into my Instagram because I hit a point last year where I was like, oh, everyone knows what I look like. Everyone knows what I act like. Mm -hmm. I don't care. So I just say whatever freely flows through my head. Mm -hmm. I'm just a free thinker, baby. It just... (laughs) 
it's just always revolving it's around always there. moving <laughs> and I feel like I definitely overshare on the internet especially with this podcast and with my vlogs mm-hmm. but I think it works out because I think you get to see like with you and I immediately like with some people's social medias you're like oh, okay that's like their highlight reel mm-hmm. you know you get to yeah. see what they're up to all the good stuff but with both of us we're kind of just like, eh. like, yeah, like look, look what was running through in my head today this was literally me. my mind just like just not there I like I post a picture of myself just not wearing pants on my Instagram story today I I deleted it I deleted it you couldn't see anything but um it's just where my mind goes and I just like sometimes you just need to get it out there sometimes you just gotta get it out that's my my snap story is even more insane because my snap story is just me like sometimes I get like an urge to just be like like put my phone up in the air and record something yeah and I don't know what's gonna happen stare at the stars yeah so stare at the stars think about Hitler you know Ooh. Yeah. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Well, I posted... Okay, here's the thing. I posted a a little video on my comedy account. Um, It was like POV. We're stargazing. So I'm like, look up the stars. I'm like, oh, that one looks like Adolf Hitler. I love that guy. (laughs) And I thought it was really funny. (laughs) I thought it was great. And then I was thinking... I was thinking about it a little more. And I was like, this... this, If you don't know me, this will paint me in a pretty bad light as a Nazi. (laughs) And I'm, I'm not a Nazi. (laughs) <laughs> just clip it right there okay let's jump back in okay <laughs> technical difficulties i have to remind myself that a lot because you know what i think about is what if someone who's trying to employ me finds my social media mm. and they're gonna see me yelling about god knows what mm-hmm. on like every platform that's why i try to keep it limited but also try to cross the line a little bit just a little, just a little, a little bit just, oh, just a little too much what i always think is one day I'm going to become a teacher, and I wonder if I'm going to get asked to delete all my social media. I don't think they'd make you do that. Or they just probably have me privatize things. Well, maybe. I think employers always, if it's a serious job, I think they'll, like, my, my dad employs people. He always looks at their social media. It's always Facebook mm. and always checks out, like, what Shouts out Mr. Perriman. Shouts out Mr. Perriman. Very Perriman. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so when you're hiring someone, definitely um, look into it. I don't think you have anything... I don't that have anything get you in bad. Trouble. I think it's just me, like, talking about my emotions a lot. But here's my thing. I know my kids are going to Google my name one day. Mm-hmm. And they're... Because I do that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 to be yeah. honest. We look up our teachers. I want to know who I am. Yeah. I, or, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know they're going to try and find <clears throat> me on social media. <clears throat> and they're going to just learn so much about me. Yeah. Well, you, they won't... I mean, unless you do some deep digging, you can't really find anything, like... Yeah. Self-deprecating. I mean, like, I don't think you'll get... I don't think any of your stuff content will get you in trouble. <laughs> Grace and I are evaluating my social media we're like, on our I, podcast. I, 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 that one adoption <laughs> joke. <laughs> Me talking no, about selling fine. myself back to Nam. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, child. Anyways. Oh, child. <laughs> I said that in the wrong tone. I'm sorry. I'm not a barb. Mm. Let, 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 let me die turn your gain down a little bit. Okay. Just because it's clipping. Cheeks, cheeks, cheeks. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I have a sound engineer in the oh, room. Oh, not, not what I am. I sent my first draft of... I just released a song, Summer 2016. Yes, go, go check it out. Um, I just released it uh, August 28th, but I had some issues with sound. where I, I don't know anything about mixing my own stuff. I put it all together, but I just can't mix. Um, so I sent it to my producer, and he immediately was like, okay, it literally was so loud, it, like, broke my headphones. Because <laughs> I, I don't have any mixing experience. I mean, I can do reverb, and I can do delay, and that's pretty much what I can do. But, yeah, I'm a Pro Tools girl. 
Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Pro, to- pro, pro Tools. Is I have a Pro Tools girl. Isn't that the industry standard? <clears throat> it is the industry standard. I... Oh my gosh. Right, bro. <laughs> okay. Did you guys like that? <laughs> I despise using Pro Tools. I had to do it for a project once. Here's my thing. This is where my kind of, like, Achilles heel mentally is right mm-hmm. now, especially with music, is, like, I feel like sometimes music school sucks the creativity, like, Absolutely. the need for, especially music creativity out of me. So I'm trying to do stuff more, again, musically, but that's why I tend to lean so heavily on wanting to make videos or podcasts and whatnot, mm-hmm. because if I have to do something for school, it immediately becomes work in my head mm-hmm. and not something for leisure Absolutely. for, like, ful- yeah. for, like fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I totally feel that. It's like like coming to Berkeley and being like, um, I I personally like harmony has helped my my songwriting and my skills so much. I I really love harmony, um, but like definitely when you're like, when you're like trying to record something for for like a video, um, like acapella or something, or like you're recording a cover, it's it it immediately you get in the mindset of like, how's the harmony? Like how's the mixing? Mm. Like kind of like it's it's definitely more of a project than it is more like fun time yeah i so perfectly said mm -hmm. but yeah so i i really love how like like my schooling has helped me as a musician um i definitely think it's a little it definitely set me back in terms of um how much i can enjoy myself while doing projects Mm -hmm. you know mental health through the wazoo. Through the woo! But <laughs> mental strength, education, expansion, <laughs> intelligence. I'm like a little sponge. I'm like, call me SpongeBob, yeah, man. You? It just. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everyone on the podcast, we're just with headphones. Just like, oh, up. my God. <laughs> They're driving in their car. Take a left. Take a left right Take now. Left. Do it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, all you headphone users, I'm sorry I just made that awful sound. It's okay, a little ASMR moment. Welcome back to Call Her Daddy. Oh God, do you <laughs> listen to Call Her Daddy? I don't know. I listened for a little bit and I can't, I couldn't do it. You know, man. I, I don't think I could. I. It's better now that one one of the girls left. If yeah, I'm being 100 percent honest. Right? Oh yeah, I kind of loved like keeping up with that. I'm very much, as you know, pop culture fanatic. I am a pop. What can I say? Mm. I'm a pop culture fanatic. But it was really entertaining. But when they had both of the girls, to be honest, I found the energy. I don't like throwing this word around, but to be a little manipulative. Mm. And how they talk about dealing with relationships. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, they are like, play him, play him. And I'm like, girl, that, I mean, I've never been in a relationship, but that doesn't sound very smart. Yeah, there's, there's certain elements of a healthy relationship that doesn't involve playing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, no, every element of a healthy mm-hmm. relationship um yeah they're very fascinated with the chase and mind games yeah but it's still really entertaining Mm -hmm. so that's where we are i think i tried i watched um the only podcast i really listen to is tiny meat gang so cody coes and And rachel profiling yeah (laughs) i'm sorry and rachel profiling um but that's where i found out about it and i was like this is kind of interesting and i i tried to listen to an episode and i was like i don't think this is for me it's not yeah i I can't do it sometimes but it's interesting to hear their discourse on because one of them's from boston oh really i love i love whenever anyone mentions boston because i'm like whoa i live there Mm -hmm. or like i was watching the game plan a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and it would set place in boston and they'll just show like montage videos of the Prue. <gasps> the Prue! Mm-hmm. The Prue! Which is the Prudential Center, which is this huge tower that's, well, not that huge. He's really handsome. He's really dapper at He's night. He's really hot. <laughs> Sorry. <And> it's <laughs> right behind Berkeley. 
So I always am like, wow, I live there. Do you ever think about that? Mm -hmm. We're kind of real. If you think about it, essentially, I feel like quarantine had to make make me mature so much. But especially being in school right now, because we're pretty much alone. Like, we're doing it very independently. Yeah, just me and my cat, man. Mm -hmm. You and your podcast. Me and my Levi. Me and your Levi. My (laughs) Leroy. Mike's going to pick up my stomach. I have, like, I just haven't eaten today. (laughs) You need to eat, please. I'll try. Yeah, I'll think about it. (laughs) I'll ponder on it a little quick. It's so funny. When I go to school, I just lose weight because I just don't have time to eat. Do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I just don't have time to eat breakfast or lunch. Dinner, dinner, I try, because I can actually cook. You cook. I've, I've been in your apartment when you were really seasoning it. I was oh. really making a flank steak. <laughs> and I mean, like, I did, like, a flank steak. I did curried veggies it's and brown rice. It's fantastic. Yeah. I feel that so much, though, because I like to say my resting place is organized chaos. Because mm. I like the feeling of a hundred things going on around me. And, like, I always need something to do, because I like to hourly plan my day every morning. Mm. So I need to, I like to know exactly when I need to do stuff or else I'm like, oh, I have the time so yeah. I can procrastinate it. Mm-hmm. But if I feel kind of like I'm in a rush, then I'm, I'm like, oh, I need to take care of this right now and then it gets done. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I should do. <laughs> I mean, yesterday, yesterday I had a really, really crazy day. Just my, the internet in, like, on Mass App oh, wasn't yeah. working. Um, so my classes just weren't happening. Um, I was trying not to fall behind. I had a lot of homework to do. Um, I even got off, I never, never leave a homework, um, till the, the day of. I always do it the day before. Mm. And, um, like, yesterday was the first day I had to leave it till the morning of. Just cause, it, just cause it was just really crazy. Like, Tuesdays and yeah. Wednesdays are jam-packed for me. And so, hourly planning is definitely something I need to do. Cause I'll be, like, I'll sit down and do something and look on my phone and then it's over. Or, like, I, I just, yeah. How many planners do you have? I have, I do love my planners. I have one little planner and one big planner and then a calendar. I have five. You have five? Are they all for different things? So I have like a weekly planner, a monthly planner. I have a monthly or a weekly paper planner, which I put on my whiteboard in my apartment Mm -hmm. just so I can outline what I know I need to take care of that week. And then I have an hourly planner for each day. And then I'm going to get another planner because I just want one for funsies. I have to, the hourly thing sounds like such a good idea. It helps. Oh, and also I write everything down in my notes app. So I'll write down like, this is when I'm waking up and this is like the time frame I have to give myself a break. Mm -hmm. And I just section it out because it really just helps me keep organized. So that's a great idea. That's our, that's our advice segment for Grack and Rachel's. Yeah. Get yourself a flipping planner. Mm -hmm. They really help. I, I like target planners. I do too. I'm wow, a... this podcast is really everywhere. Yeah, we we've, from... I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I think originally I asked you about being in Boston, so I want to ask you how you feel about the general consensus of how it, being back in school is in a city where people are still moving around all the time. I don't mm-hmm. think I use that phrase right, the general consensus, but nevertheless. Yeah, that's probably, probably most, yeah. Um, like, how do I feel about... Like, so BU, we have like what 12 colleges around us it's like 20 yeah but two schools i know for sure i back i'm pretty sure it's northeastern and bu Mm -hmm. and so there are a lot of new incoming people into the city right now so how do you feel about being in boston in a city safety wise um safety wise i feel i feel pretty safe to be honest i mean Mm -hmm. i am from new jersey which is which had which was really bad and now it's one of the now it's a very safe state to be in um, so, and I've, I've been quarantined and I've been, I've been very safe throughout the whole time. Um, but being in Boston, I feel, I actually feel like more people are, 
as a general state of Massachusetts, I mean, I'm only in Boston, but I feel like more people are wearing masks than I, than I would see at home. Like I, like at home in Jersey, it's not required to wear mask outside mm. unless you can't, um, maintain a six feet distance. But so like seeing it going in Boston and like seeing everyone wearing masks, even runners, like when I run, yeah. the fact that I wear a mask when I run is like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I totally understand why. And I, I mean, if you can't deal with a piece of fabric of your face, like, would you rather have a ventilator? Would you rather have a ventilator? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it was in both ways blown out of proportion and also blown under proportion. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like I feel like it was I feel like it was very much augmented by the media, um, very much augmented by um, by the videos of people like anti just the phrase anti-maskers is like so stupid but like but just like the media shows you what it's going to show you Mm -hmm. um the media shows you the loudest thing it's going to show you to get your attention and to get to get ratings for the media itself and so clicks to give you clicks yeah so i do feel like um it's i'm not going to say it's not a big deal i do feel like it has been uh very much outblown but i do i do absolutely agree that um this is a, a serious public safety issue what do you mean um, by outblown? Um, I think how do what do I mean by outblown? Um, just just in terms of online, just just in terms of internet stuff. Um, I mean the media is gonna out like outblow. What's that word? Um, the media is gonna over overdo everything basically. Um, but there's also these kids like I for the Fourth of July I had a group of like three friends. We went to a beach. We made sure that there was like no one around us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what we did on Fourth of July, and we walked. Um, we were walking back to our car. And there was a sea, like a sea of like it had to be like a hundred and fifty kids mm. just like just doing summer Fourth of July stuff, and like they were like dancing and like playing basketball and stuff. And it was like I don't understand how you can be. I I understand someone being like, all right, well this doesn't affect me because I'm young, I won't get sick. Which definitely you there's a lesser chance you will get sick if you are young and healthy. But to to be so inconsiderate of others just so you can have some fun with your friends. Some summer fun. Some, some summer, summer fun. fun. Um, but definitely, yeah. I think, oh, I agree to that, that I think a lot of things have been propagated on both ends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big reason why we're seeing such drastic sides of things because that's yeah. what's going to grab your attention. That's what you're going to, that's what mm-hmm. you want to see. But I agree. Boston's been super duper safe. I've been really impressed, honestly. Yeah. That's why I heard from people who have moved back in into the city. They're impressed. I like just walking around. Everyone wears their mask. Mm-hmm. If you're out on the street, if you're like walking around the Charles, which is this huge river we have in the middle of the city, everyone wears their masks, even runners. Which I don't know. I'm very impressed by that because what I do is like if there's no one around me, I pull it down. Mm-hmm. But then I will have it on if there's like anyone like crossing paths or anything like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, we're staying safe, and we we have our little pod where people are referring to it as your little quarantine bubble. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a little group of us who we only see each other inside. Mm-hmm. Being very smart, being very wise very about smart, it. Very healthy, very wise. Very delicious. Very delicious. Very quaint. Anyways, on this more little serious note, I want to talk about Christian Girl Autumn. Christian Girl Autumn! Oh, our season. Our season. Oh, wow. So Grace and I, I <laughs> Grace and I are both Christian. And <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, but we have every now and then, a lot of the time, I'd say like 80% of our communication is us going back and forth doing like a bit and then the rest of it will just be like so what do you think about 
our religious beliefs tied into the social issues happening yes. in the world right <laughs> yeah. now, which I will be getting, like, super, you know, transparent. You know, I love oversharing and being a little transparent. <laughs> I've been having a hard time with my religion a lot recently, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to everything that's going on in the world, which I know we all hate hearing that phrase at this point, you know, oh, in these unprecedented times. Unprecedented. We're alone together, but nevertheless, a big thing for me is I... I come from Texas, so mega churches are huge in my Mr. area. Mr. Joel, Mr. Mr. Joel. Mm. Ooh, sorry, Joel. We don't like you very much. Yeah, I got a little heat from that when I talked really? about that on my Instagram, which I to- totally understand. If you're a part of that community, I want to respect that. Maybe I don't know exactly what goes on in that church because when my friends talk to me about how I just I just don't understand because I haven't seen his team work. But to me, I'm like that is using God's name in a way to get economic gain financial gain absolutely if you're gonna open and then she my my whole rebuke is that or my whole talking point is that joel osteen didn't open his doors to his mega church when hurricane harvey happened like two or three years ago Mm -hmm. when houston needed it like we were doing so bad it was Mm -hmm. oh it was a disastrous time Mm -hmm. and it was so heartbreaking to see but mattress mac Mattress Max! He's the owner of this huge furniture store in mm-hmm. Houston. Opened up his doors. He let people stay in the couches. Oh it was so tender. I'm kind of crushing on Mac, to be honest. Mm. Mattress Mac. Was he like, a, was he like, was he's an old my man. Type? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh. Yeah. So, obviously, I don't want to speak too much on that right now because I feel like maybe she's right and I'm just not as educated on their ministry. But what I'm trying to get at is in Texas, a lot of the times, they will tie in religious beliefs to social movements mm-hmm. and what's going on. Well, everyone in the world and will do yeah, that. Yeah, that happens, but um, a lot of it can be anti-LGBTQ+, mm-hmm. plus, or it can, you know, kind of have some just undertones that I don't necessarily agree with. And for me, I have always been religious, but I've never been super-duper religious, and I've had a hard time kind of coming to my own with, like, my faith and knowing where I stand and all of that, because I flip-flopped from... Well, at one point, I went to a Seventh-day Adventist church, because I was, like, six years old, and my babysitter (laughs) wanted to go. Uh She went to a Seventh-day Adventist church, so I went with her for that, which, looking back, very different. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah, and when we talk about this, I mean, like, no disrespect to anything. Uh, This is just my experience. And then I went to a Baptist church at one point, I went to a Methodist church, I went to a Lutheran church, I went to Lutheran school. So I've kind of just been thrown around everywhere, and a big thing for me is I'm never going to compromise my moral beliefs that I have grown as a person, which I feel like does tie into my religious beliefs at times, but sometimes I feel like the church kind of tries to contradict that Mm -hmm. and say, like, you can't be gay, blah, 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 blah. I'm not not gay, but just for, like, they don't support the community, Mm -hmm. they don't support... You know, maybe they're saying, like, sometimes I've seen churches back in Texas when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, they're, like, they've spoken out of, like, pro-police, which, for me personally, I don't think is okay. (laughs) So I just wanted to kind of get your take on how you feel right now, especially being Christian, and maybe some advice for Rachel. Ooh, (laughs) delicious. Um, yes, very, very weird time uh, to be, to be in America and to be in the world, uh, just everywhere. Um, as, as I don't, I'm not a fan of the word religious, um, or, or, I mean, Christian, I understand. It's just, there's, there's such a label that it's immediately put on you if you say you're Christian. So I, I wanted to kind of break down that. Um, basically when, when I hear the term religious, I think of living under a law 
And uh, basically, my my journey with Christ has been that uh, God is not a law. God doesn't want. God isn't. Let me read. Actually, I have notes. I have mm-hmm. a thing I wanted to read about that. Um, religion is all about taking. Uh, I feel like that word is taking and and ordering from people. When in terms of God not being religious, within the negative framework, there's pressures and expectations attached to that religion and that word. In my relationship with God, he never uses guilt or pressure or emotionally stonewalls to try to change my behavior. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my thing. Um, yeah, so that was just a little bit about that. Um, in terms of social issues, um, you know, I just when we were talking about the media, the media is gonna the media is gonna augment everything you see. Um, you're talking about Mr. Mac, Mr. Mac, yeah, Mac, Mac. Um, and and Joel Osteen's mega church. Just the fact that, um, a, f- first of all, a church is not church is not a a building. It is a group of people. Church is church is just a, a house that you yeah, a four walls that you sit in and worship God. And um, I I was really disappointed to hear about that because the church is the church's goal and the church's mission is to open its doors to everyone, not just who it likes, you know, or who, who is a certain color or who is a certain nationality kind of thing. So, um, I was disappointed to hear about that for sure. Well, they opened up for Kanye. So yeah, that was really, all that matters is Kanye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the seats were free. Hey, it was first come first serve. Mm -hmm. So, so I think a big thing for me is sometimes I feel like if I want to be more religious, I need to compromise or not speak out as much when it comes to my beliefs mm-hmm. as, you know, supporting uh, Black Lives Matter, LGBT+, plus, all of that, because I feel like, you know, it's definitely not, but sometimes I think it needs to be treated as a, like, church versus church and state, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Or it's know. like, oh, like, I can't be so forwardly Christian and also be an activist. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, actually. That's a um, issue that's been a, a really in the minds of my friends who are believers and 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 me myself. Um, I the okay. There's so many. There's so many issues, human rights issues that that are so prevalent right now. So we have all this Black Lives Matter stuff. We have LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I <laughs> I'm so amazed by the amount of people who are not who who claim to claim to love the lord and to and to follow him who are not using who are not using their abilities and their love to love others um i know you mean by being like by being like um so you said sorry you said um you feel like you can't really speak out as much yeah well i feel like in part of that too is i'm not super duper educated when it comes to the word mm-hmm. even though i've like grown up in church for forever but I've just been bounced around church so many times Mm -hmm. and my parents were always like really supportive about whatever I wanted to do and if I just wanted to try and find it on my own which I kind of did because I a lot of times I would just end up going to church with friends or family friends and stuff like that and so I never have felt like I fully know what's going on like I always feel like I can't really say anything because one like they're gonna try and if I try to say something they're gonna try and argue with me at the point where it's like how does this tie into your religious belief mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I can back myself up fully and two just that if I have a conversation with other people about faith about God's word I don't fully know what I'm talking about and I feel stupid <laughs> I know what you mean it's definitely it's definitely 
as Christ followers, we feel like if we don't understand the Bible enough, we, we feel like we're not a good Christian. Here's yeah. the thing about that. God does not care how much you are reading the Bible. God cares that you want and you have a desire to read the Bible, mm-hmm. that you wake up and you're like, I, I want to read the Bible today. God doesn't care if how much you read, how much you know, def- does not care about how much you know. It's, it's his only outlook upon you is with love. And that's, yeah, that's the gist. That's why I'm turning, turning the hourglass. <laughs> um, yeah, God looks, at, God looks at us first with love and will not judge us and will, or, or will ever judge us. Um, I, I grew up um, living under a, a self-righteous law where I, I felt like I had to do a certain amount of good things to be a good Christian, you know, you know what I mean. And I, and there's so much of the Bible that's just, that's really not it. That's really not what you should aspire to do. It's, it's God, God loves us so much and has already paid the price for that. Um, so all we have to do is sit and relax and, and be in peace with how much he loves us. We don't have to try and to and to be to be self-righteous. That that desire will come with grace and and with God's love. We desire that. But mm, very well yeah. said. I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I think that's a big part for me is that I don't feel like I'm a quote-unquote good enough Christian because I don't know it by heart enough or I can't, you know, recite necessarily like if you ask me something about it I can't immediately know what you're talking mm-hmm. about or excuse me choke my own spit <laughs> <laughs> or I don't like I don't open a devotional or like read the bible all the mm-hmm. time so I feel like sometimes like I'm lacking you know I understand yeah I mean and that's that's just as humans we're we're raised to believe we're raised to chase success mm-hmm. we're raised to be like if I don't hustle do culture. it's it's hustle yeah. culture um, throwback to one of Rachel's videos. Oh, Go watch her Hessen Culture vlog. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. That was like one of my first videos. And I was like, will you guys do a video about hustle culture with me? Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's religion, religion. If you're going to look at religion as that word religion, then yes, that's, that's going to require you read your Bible. You're going to be so educated, mm-hmm. but, but Christianity is not religion. It's about a God who loves us. It's about who, God who wants what's best for us and who loves us so much that he's already dealt with the stuff that we feel like we're not good enough for. Mm-hmm. So, I remembered kind of, I think I might have said this to you the other night when we were talking about it, but we decided to hold back. We had to hold back to unleash here. Uh, a way that I think about it sometimes and how I feel is I think a big reason why I'm in such turmoil when it comes to my moral beliefs, which obviously do tie into how I was raised and being a Christian mm-hmm. and what I want to fight for for social change, I think a lot of that is because I feel a lot of the time, and this happened so predominantly back home in Texas, and I'm not saying that it's just like Texas, because honestly, Boston is incredibly prejudiced, and I did not know Mm, that. Absolutely. But a thing for me is I've noticed a lot of people will hide behind their religion to protect themselves when they use hateful speech. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm really glad you said that. Um, that's 100% a thing that people do. And here is the thing. If you are going to be outwardly hateful under, under the, under the premise and under the false, um, image of Christianity, I'm going to say it, you are not, you are not believing what you, what you say you believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, Christianity is not about telling people what they're doing is wrong. It is absolutely not about that in any way. And that's what that's what we hear a lot of in the media, just just um, white, uh, air quote Christians being like, 
um, because you look a certain way or because because your gender is this or your sexuality is this that you are absolutely doing something wrong. And here's the thing, so are they. <laughs> so there's there's not one person who is overly righteous than another. And just the fact that people people use use their beliefs and their religious beliefs to put to as an excuse to act out is just it's just mind blowing to me that people think they can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just really heartbreaking, especially when there have been instances where I was a part of a community and I didn't understand the time, but my parents like took us out of that church. Like we left because they said some things that were just really hateful and harmful mm-hmm. to my parents, and they didn't know that. I was their daughter, if that makes sense, because Mm -hmm. both my parents are white. Mm -hmm. And so that was at the time, I was still living in Houston, and that was at the time where Trump had just gone elected, and they were talking about the wall, and they were talking about how, you know, people who come from out of the country, people who are of color, like, someone made a very sly comment to my dad, who is, he's like this short little white man, Mm -hmm. I love my dad, but you obviously aren't, you know, sometimes I think people think like, oh, they look like me, so they're on my side. And this man makes this slight comment to my dad about people of color and my dad was like we can't come here anymore yeah absolutely so mm-hmm. i think that's part, that kind of i that always is kind of sitting in the back of my head because i feel like i have to like fact check and i have to like make sure that like i will feel safe here mm-hmm. because there have been you know one too many instances where there's just like this underlying hate there's or a discrimination yeah. in the church Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot to be said about the Christian bubble. Air quotes, Christian bubble. Um, I grew up, my school is, my high school is tiny, tiny, tiny. Everyone was raised Baptist. I wasn't raised a Baptist, but um, there was, um, so my school's handbook uh, legitimately says, uh, if you identify as something other than the gender you were born with, you are not allowed to attend. Gasp, audience, the audience gasps gasps in a hush. Um, That's my school's handbook. Um, my school also for super, super white, like, like, um, by the time my senior class, my graduate class had one black man in it. That was, and, and we, here's the thing, the, the boys in my class, I would not, I wouldn't say they're racist. They didn't have a bone Mm -hmm. in their body. That would be like, um, be like seeing him as less than, Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, but definitely he knew he was the only black person in the class and they made sure he knew that. Yeah. So that was the environment I grew up in. Um, I it was so poisonous to, it was That's really so poisonous, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like the church is for, God loves literally everyone the same amount. Like just the fact, it's just the same amount, <laughs> for literally everyone, regardless of who it is. Mm-hmm. No matter if if they're if they're not if they don't consider themselves. Um, Oh my gosh, what was I saying? If if they're if they're a different skin color, if they're if they identify LGBTQ plus, it's literally the same amount as the person who is being like, this isn't you're doing something wrong. This is not right for you to be living like this. It's literally we're we're equally wicked and we're equally loved. Mm-hmm. So mm, like <laughs> that, that was nice. That was a nice little catchphrase. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> put that on a shirt. Woo. Wicked's not my favorite word. I feel like, no one much. Oh, God. <laughs> or Levi saying wicked. Mm. Very. No, I can't believe I said wicked. I'm not I'm not a math girl. I'm not a math girl. Cape Cad. Cape Cad. 
Anyways, I think it's a nice <laughs> little place to wrap it up for today. Sure. I think you put that out very eloquently, and I really love having this conversation with you because I feel like there's so much I can always learn from you, and I feel so comfortable having these conversations with you just to have, like, a friend and have, like, a safe space to mm-hmm. talk about this stuff because I think especially, which could be a whole other thing, is, like, in the music industry, quote-unquote, like, Berkeley music mm-hmm. industry, I think our generation is a little more leaning towards you know, atheism, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. the way, I don't know how to phrase I that. I agree, I agree with you on But we're not as open, especially up here, about talking about faith. Mm-hmm. So it just feels really safe to talk about that. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on the pod. Everyone <laughs> wish Grace a happy birthday because her oh, birthday is coming up. You. Or it may have passed by the time I end up posting Yeah, this. September 19th, Saturday. Are you excited to be 20? I am turning 19. <laughs> oh, shoot, sorry. <laughs> I No, I'm very young. I shouldn't be here, actually, but... <laughs> Yes, I'm turning 19 Saturday. Wait, <gasps> I'm turning 19 on the 19th. Isn't that's that your f- golden birthday? It's my. <gasps> Should oh. I be doing more? <laughs> oh my gosh! We'll do something golden. What can we? Let's jump off the bridge <gasps> into the water. The Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate. Okay, okay. Let's All go. right, you guys heard it. If you guys, me and Rachel are jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, September 19th at 12 p.m. The, be there or be the square. Time I was born. Oh, 12 19. Mm. 12 19 p.m. September 19th. I'll link 19th. a Zoom link. So everyone we'll all jump below. off the Golden Gate Bridge together. Mm-hmm. It'll be really tender. That was great. Thank you guys. Thank you, Rachel, for so much for having me on the pod. Thank you for I love talking on. to you. Stream. Oh, I love talking to you. <laughs> Stream 2K16 on Stream all Summer platforms. Stream Summer 2K16 all platforms, even on like Pandora. Yeah. Do and, you want to uh, stream? Uh, do you want to plug your comedy Instagram? Yes. Um, my Instagrams? my normal people Instagram is G R A C K Grack Music. My my stupid ridiculous uh, comedy account is G-R-A-C-K-K-K. Not, all right, let me, not, not K-K-K. Let's, let's try that again. Uh, Grackhead with three Ks. I should probably change it to two or one. <laughs> but yes, that's my comedy account. Go check it out. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to post a little more. I actually have been writing some sketches. Mm, um, pack so, it up, SNL. Pack it up, SNL. So I'm really interested and really excited to get those stuff out there. Yeah, the other night we did improv. No, yeah, no. oh my gosh. <laughs> we can go and cover our mouths. No. <laughs> we <were> like, <laughs> yeah, we did improv the other night. I hadn't done improv in so I was the long. dog. Yeah, Rachel was the dog. I was the um, mom. Divorcee. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a podcast. <laughs> I think we should have a podcast episode where it's you, me, and Matt, but we're just doing characters we're the just whole doing time. Characters. And the thing is, I won't even intro it. We just jump we right just in. We just jump straight in. Like, where did happening. you hide the body? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Rachel's one of those crusty little white dogs with it has the like the red the red eyes. <laughs> Their names are like Bella or like Lily. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I worked at a vet that was always saw is those crusty little Shih Tzus. And <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to have you on for a whole other episode because there's so much we can talk about because she's also a veterinarian. I'm not. <laughs> she worked at a vet for. The I'm a veterinary whole assistant. Mm. Assistant. Mm. Anyways, like and review. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> I will catch y'all next week for another episode of Rachel Profiling. Bye. Cheeks. Cheeks. <laughs> and see. <laughs> and see.